Welcome to the Cluey Podcast, where we help conscious consumers like you get cluied into the latest conscious tips, topics, and brands from impact-driven founders to experts and thought leaders on the topic at hand. I'm your host, Mary Claire Mannard, founder and CEO of Cluey. Let's get cluied in. Today's topic, how clean is your drinking water and what can you do about it? To discuss this, our guest today is Brian Campbell, the founder of waterfilterguru.com, where he blogs about all things water quality. His passion for helping people get access to clean, safe water flows through the expert industry coverage he provides. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mary Claire. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Great. Well, we're happy to have you. Now, I'm really curious, Brian, if you can tell us a little bit more about your story with starting waterfilterguru.com and how you came to be the water filter guru. Yeah, for sure. So uh, back in college, I studied environmental science and I've always had a passion and interest in, in water. And at the same time, I've, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit and kind of wanted to start my own thing. So after college, I actually ended up working for a large Fortune 500 company in the water industry, uh, but they, that company deals more with municipal and industrial manufacturing of instrumentation and things like that. So during that period of time, I was looking and trying to start my own business, um, not necessarily in the water space, uh, but you know, trying multiple different business models and failing over and over again, as entrepreneurs do. Um, and so as actually one day I was listening to a podcast and I heard on there, this guy told me, why don't you focus on what you already have expertise in? And I was like, okay, hey, let's, let's look at water. And so that's how I decided and got the idea to investigate uh, the opportunity that might exist to create a platform to publish information um, to help consumers find the information that they need for their own residential water treatment. Um, and through that investigation, I found that there is a massive gap in what was already available online. There weren't really very many quality sources uh, of information for someone to go and find what they need um, when they're looking for a water filter or some sort of water treatment device at their house. Um, and so, as you mentioned already in your nice intro, I started waterfilterguru.com with the goal to help folks at home identify and address their water quality needs. Yeah, well, I mean, that gap that you mentioned that you're addressing is only getting larger and larger because getting access to clean water used to be something that I think many Americans could have taken for granted, you know, but as we've seen over the last decade plus, that's really no longer the case, um, you know, as sad of a fact as that is. So you, know, you can think of like the super drastic situations that we've heard of, like the water crisis in Flint, Michigan, for example. Um, but Flint's not the only place that's experienced something like that. And similar stories have been cropping up across the nation due, due to aging and outdated water infrastructure. Um, but even more widespread too, you know, beyond just like individual locations, has been the recent revelation just last year that um, PFAs, also known as forever chemicals, have been found in both private and public water supply in thousands of locations in all 50 states. Um, so, you know, pretty, pretty scary stuff. But meanwhile, you've built this audience of, I think it's 150,000 monthly readers. Is that right? Yep. Yep. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, these folks want to know the latest when it comes to ensuring that they have clean water. So, I guess my, my first big question to you is what's the most common problem you see the average person coming across? Yeah, and that's actually a great question because the biggest problem that I constantly see over and over again is that people are aware that there's an issue, but they just have no idea what's in their water or what they're even dealing with. 
And there's just this complete lack of understanding of water quality and contaminants in general. Um, and I actually have a quiz on my website that folks can go to, to you know, it, based on the answers, it kind of helps provide a suggestion of a specific solution. And one of the first questions on there is, um, what contaminants are you most worried about? And the most common answer to that question is people select, I don't know what's in my water, right? Yeah. So I see this over and over and over and water quality can vary drastically, you know, from state to state, city to city, even zip code to zip code. So just because your neighbor found out that they have XYZ contaminant that they're worried about doesn't necessarily mean that you have it in your water either. Right. Um, and so people are going out and buying products basically blindly without even understanding their situation. And if the product that they end up buying is, is um, you know, the right one for the job or not. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely talk about uh, what products consumers can buy, because I can only imagine with this level of fear that exists amongst everyday people wanting to stay healthy, like buying stuff is often the, the, the closest answer to a solution. And so I'm sure plenty of companies and brands have taken advantage of that. So we'll have plenty to discuss there. Um, you know, but it's, it's crazy what you're saying of how, how much it can change just a couple blocks away. I actually live a couple blocks from uh, up the parish line. And in Louisiana, we have parishes instead of counties. But, you know, where I am here, I'm good to go with my water, but there will sometimes be boil advisories just two blocks over, which is like mind boggling to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I guess for those who maybe don't use a filter or maybe who don't think too much about the purity of their water. So probably not the people who are currently your monthly readers, uh, but maybe people who are listening to this podcast, what do you think are some of the ramifications that they need to know about that can come from drinking not properly treated or filtered uh, water for toxins? Yeah, and not even that it's not properly treated or filtered, just to add on there is the EPA regulates contaminants and toxins and legally municipal treatment plants are allowed to discharge water to their customers with a small, small amount of specific types of contaminants, pesticides, wow. for example, you know, so just, a little aside note there, but um, it really, again, it all depends on the types of contaminants and the concentrations of those contaminants that are present in, in the unique situation. Um, but if you're unknowingly consuming contaminated water on a daily basis, you could really be putting yourself at risk from a health standpoint. Um, and you know, this is just exacerbated even more for folks who might already be struggling with some sort of underlying health condition. Mm. Um, and so, you know, in, in, again, if your water source comes from a private well, that's a whole different story because you don't have a treatment plant removing the contaminant or a lot of the contaminants for you. You're basically in charge of the whole treatment process yourself. So wow. um, from a health standpoint, there's there are definitely a lot of concerns and just due to the vast variation of contaminants that exist, there are multiple different health risks and problems that can arise depending on what's what's actually present in the water. Wow. And that's wild what you said about the the EPA and uh, you know we had we had somebody on the podcast uh, recently we were talking about uh, certain microplastics making their way into waterways and how certain levels were you know not like there's a list of priority pollutants I guess in certain uh, water treatment plants and they just focus on you know being as efficient as possible and removing those but that means that there's a whole bunch of other stuff that can make their way through the water uh, including those pfas that you already mentioned sorry yeah. to interrupt you but no. there's no no epa regulation current state on pfas forever chemicals so 
and they're that's just going, they're just going through the treatment process right to your house. Right, right. And these are things that have been known to cause, like have been shown through class action lawsuits and multiple decades of research of being cancer causing ingredients and, and much, much scarier things as well. Yep. Yep. What's, exactly. uh, kind of, a an aside here, what's kind of the wildest thing you've heard about from a toxin standpoint, making its way into someone's drinking water? Well, I mean, you know, there's always the, the big ones like the Flint, Michigan crisis, right? right. Or more recently, I believe, I think it was in Hawaii. Um, there was something with like a Navy, a naval base had been discharging. I don't remember the exact contaminant. It might've been some, some derivative of oil or something, but it basically got into the water supply of the entire community there. And so, and you know, it's sad because you know, it's maybe every three months or so, there's one of these big stories that surfaces like, oh, you know, can't drink the water here, go get bottled water, which isn't that much safer because that's riddled with microplastics itself a lot of the time. Um, but I, I digress. Um, you know, it's, it's, I can't really point out one specific situation just because these things are coming up and up over and over and over again all the time. Well, I'm glad you actually brought up bottled water because, you know, whether it's bottled water as being the solution that some people turn to, which as you've already mentioned, comes with its own set of problems in, you know, petroleum residue or whatnot coming in, coming into those, uh, that bottled water from the bottle itself. But then there's also other types of solutions that people will turn to within their own water filtration at home. So like the quick fix solutions that are on the market, like Brita water filters, showerhead filters, how effective are these relatively common and accessible solutions and where do they fall short? It depends. <laughs> Again, I, I feel like I'm going to be talking in circles here, but I, it depends on what contaminants are in the source water that's being filtered. And as I already touched upon, it's going to be different for every situation, whether you're using that Brita to filter your water at home or you take it to filter the water in the office, you know, it might work for you at home if you only have chlorine and some disinfection byproducts that the basic carbon filter used in, in most Brita filters um, can remove, but you take it in the office and maybe there's degrading lead pipes and now you have mass amounts of lead that maybe that basic filter won't be able to deal with. So again, it depends on the situation and what contaminants are present. Um, so, you know, if you're dealing with more various types of chemicals or heavy metals or more nefarious types of substances, you might have to consider other methods of, of water treatment besides one of those basic, um, like a Brita pitcher, for example. And it really um, and so, spans the gamut, right? Like the Brita pitcher all the way to these like big tanks that you can like put on your counter, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To basically like basic Brita to like reverse osmosis or distillation. That's like the the gambit, like you said. And, and, and from my perspective, there's really no quick fix or one size fits all solution just because every situation is so different. Got it. So probably the best thing somebody can do to get informed of their specific and unique situation is likely taking that quiz on your website. That would be a good first step. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So basically the best way and what I am always recommending to, to my readers and people who reach out to me directly through email um, is to actually send a water sample off to a professional certified laboratory. Uh, that way you can actually get the data understand not only what's in the water, but also the concentrations of, of what's in the water. Um, and armed with that data, basically you can then 
go out and make an informed decision on what type of treatment that you need. Got it. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, there's a lot of DIY at home test kits, like these strips that you dip in the water. But the problem with those is, uh, a, they only test for, you know, a handful of the most common contaminants, maybe 10 or 15 or 20. And B, it doesn't actually tell you how much of the contaminants there. It'll just say, yes, it's present or no, it's not. It doesn't right. say you have an absurd amount of X, Y, Z in your water. So right. that's why I always, I always recommend definitely lab laboratory testing that will give you the entire full picture of what you're dealing with. Got it. So for, for folks who are particularly worried about this, going to those, going to that extreme is, is, is probably not, you know, not a bad idea. And how much would yep. something like that set you back to send a sample to a lab and how long does it take? And like, how cumbersome is that process? Um, yeah. So there's a number of companies, but my favorite brand that I've come across is called um, Simple Lab and they have a product called TapScore. It's actually really modern. They have an entire like web-based platform where they deliver your results and um, provide suggestions of what types of treatment technology would be able to take care of the contaminants present. So it's a whole uh, overall thing. It doesn't say these are the contaminants you have and these are the concentrations. They give you information on actually what types of technologies you need to be looking for. Um, and so I, they have multiple different like tiers of products. So they test, you know, the more basic one, I think it's something like 80 or hundred contaminants um, and then the most expensive one is, you know, more than 400 contaminants, something like that. But I think the basic test is around 150 bucks, I want to say. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're testing it, you know, for your home, for, for your family, that, that may be a worthy, a worthy expense or, or cost to, to invest in. Uh, yeah. And well, I was going to say like, you could, ahead. you know, it's like a worthy, a worthy cost to invest in because you could be just going out and, and buying a filter that might not be able to take care of what you're dealing with. And then, you know, over the lifespan of that filter, you're going to be spending more than $150 on something that wasn't even working the whole time. Right. That's a great point. Yes. You can spend that 150 bucks, uh, on something that may not even work. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's a really, really great way to put it is that you need to know what's going on first before you can, uh, diagnose and, and address uh, the issue. So I'm curious, what have you learned about the water filter industry that's most surprising and or shocking to you? <laughs> that's a great question. So as I started really diving into, you know, specific products and specific brands and specific manufacturers, I really realized that not only is there a lot of misinformation out there, I've unfortunately see multiple instances where I manufacturers are actually using the general public's lack of knowledge in this whole space about water and contaminants in order to market their products and sell more products. You know, on one hand, they're selling a product that's meant to help people and improve people's lives and keep them healthy. But on the other hand, they're framing things in a certain way so as to maybe invoke fear or um, make people think a certain way about different types of contaminants or something just to sell more of their product when maybe some of that information is not even correct or accurate. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. That's the classic, you know, in kind of environmental marketing of uh, people who are brands who are marketing to consumers who are worried about climate change, for example, that's called greenwashing. So I guess we could give this a term for people who are worried about water contaminants, uh, water washing, <laughs> maybe. I'm not <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe. Who... I like it. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first on the Cluey podcast with the water filter guru, water washing. <laughs> that's it. I love it. <laughs> 
Cool. Well, I, you know, I mentioned earlier that the relatively recent news that came out last year about widespread PFAs, we've talked about PFAs a little bit and, you know, how widespread that is in our drinking water, pretty scary stuff. Uh, what's more though, is that it seems that these forever chemicals seem to be more difficult to filter out. I mean, am I accurate in saying that? Is that actually the case? And what steps should someone take to figure out the water treatment plan that's best for them? We talked about sending to the lab. Let's say, let's say they've done that. Uh, you know, they've gotten the assessment, should they kind of take those suggestions or, or what happens next? And specifically as it relates to PFAs. Okay, for sure. Um, so that's actually not the case. They're actually not that difficult to remove. I think that where the confusion stems from is that the, the, the PFAS chemicals that have been dubbed forever chemicals take so long to break down naturally in the environment. Um, but luckily, basic activated carbon filters are actually the most studied treatment option to consider for removing PFAS in your home. Um, oh, you know, wow. Municipal great. treatment, that's a whole different story. But because we're focused on the end user, the end consumer, um, yeah, you know, your basic activated carbon filter that you'll find in that basic Brita filter should be removing the majority of, of these forever chemicals um, from your water. So, wow. That's yeah, a comforting thought. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and, but you know, it's not, it's not guaranteed that the Brita filter then is removing all those other toxins. We talk exactly. About. Exactly. Okay. And, you know, and, and PFAS is such an umbrella term for, right. I think it's like 3000 man-made chemicals. Um, okay. And because the data just, you know, there isn't that much data out there to prove like, you know, it, this hand, this, this subset is actually removed by activated carbon, whereas these ones aren't, um, right. you know, it's, it's, some are being removed. Maybe they are, maybe they all are, maybe they all aren't. I don't know. So. And can we find, you know, most of this information on your website at waterfilterguru.com? And I'm curious, like what's next for you and, and the water filter guru? Yes, of course. Um, I mean, as I've mentioned at the beginning, our goal is to bring, you know, help the end user, help the consumer find the information that they need. So, you know, once they take that water quality test and it comes back and says, hey, these are the contaminants that you're dealing with and here are the recommendations of types of treatment um, processes that will remove those contaminants. Our goal is to be publishing content to then say, hey, here are, here are the products that we've actually gone out and tested, you know, put these through a trial and these are the ones that we'll recommend for removing X, Y, and Z type of contaminants. So, um, I know not everyone likes reading blog posts, so we're working really to expand our platform into various types of formats, kind of like you're doing here with this podcast, but one of our big focuses has been uh, starting a YouTube channel over the last six months, and that'll be another continuing focus, I should say, uh, going into, into 2023. Um, and then another large project we've just started working on is um, conducting some of our own proprietary research projects. So we have a research team that's focusing on the latest in water quality pollution and residential water treatment in general. Yeah. And so you can actually go to waterfilterguru.com slash research. And that's where we will be um, publishing all these studies. And we actually just released our first study, which is on the cleanliness of reusable water bottles and how much bacteria actually grow on them. So I definitely recommend checking that out. It's pretty Surprising what we found. Um, oh wow! It's I definitely want to. But you might, but you might want to go check it out. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Uh, I'm gonna go do that right after this. So thank you for putting that on my radar. So if you are using a reusable water bottle, 
which uh, you know we're we're big advocates of here at Cluey. It sounds like you may want to learn a little bit more uh, at waterfilterguru.com/slash/research. Um, so, Brian, you know we love to end our podcast with two glimmers of hope. Always, uh, first glimmer of hope question we have is: What is a new innovation? in the world of impact, whether it's your specific niche or elsewhere that you're particularly jazzed about right now? Yeah. And so I wanted to focus on, you know, PFAS, PFAS, whatever you want to call it, forever chemicals have kind of been a big topic in, in our conversation here. And actually, um, you know, back in December, I read about a new simple method that's been developed um, that actually breaks down 95% of these chemicals using just UV light and hydrogen gas. So my hope is that this technology will be in the municipal treatment plants sooner than later so that, you know, these chemicals will start to be removed at the plant. And so we as, as homeowners or, you know, renters, whatever at home, we don't have to be the ones responsible or fearful that we're drinking these chemicals every day or, you know, that the responsibility doesn't lie on our shoulders to buy treatment in order to remove it from our drinking water at home. Yeah. Wow. No, that's really exciting. And I, I think I saw that study too. So that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. And just give everybody a little bit more peace of mind to drink straight from the tap. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. And then the uh, second glimmer of hope question we have is, can you rapid fire name three impact focused brands that you absolutely love and, and buy from? And, and what is it that they make? Yep, definitely. So one I already mentioned was uh, Simple Labs Tap Score water testing product. Awesome testing, hands down the best in the industry. Another one would be a product called the Portowell. It's developed by this retired mechanic or mechanical engineer i think he was just some guy in his garage but this thing's so cool for emergency preparedness or i think like you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast uh if you ever get one of those boil water notices this product is perfect for that because it's basically a pump powered um it could be recharged by a, a it's a battery powered pump that's recharged by a solar solar panel essentially wow. and a plug and play different filters and stuff really cool go check it out and then the last, uh, I would say, is a brand called Clearly Filtered. They manufacture pitchers under sink filters and water bottles, but I specifically like the pitcher just because it's been tested to remove, I think it's like 365 contaminants compared to, um, you know, all the other ones on the market. Maybe they're removing the contaminants, but they haven't necessarily gone through the same testing as, as these guys have. So. Wow. Well, those are, those are uh, some exciting, uh, exciting products and brands that people can check out. Um, but Brian, thank you so much for coming on our podcast to get our followers clued in about drinking water and how we can keep it clean. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Mary Claire. It's been a, it's been a wonderful conversation. I appreciate it. Yeah, I've learned a lot. <laughs> and thank you to all of our listeners who tuned in for this episode of the Cluey podcast. You can learn more about Brian and his work as the water filter guru at waterfilterguru.com. And remember to come back next time to get clued in to the latest in the world of conscious consumerism.